What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. And good morning. Happy Sunday, Dave. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well, man. By now, we should know whether the uh, Washington football team shit the bed against Tampa. Highly likely. <laughs> Round two of the Chair Shot Radio, everybody. That's right. Dave and I had so much fun. We're coming back for another go around here on our Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio on the chairshot.com, part of the Chair Shot Radio or Chair Shot Media Group. Gosh, the name has changed so many times, man. I tell you. And then, you know, we'll we'll fall asleep and wake up the next morning and we'll get a text from Greg or Tony being like, we're now called the Chair Shot Super Califragile Magical Group of Disney. Magical Mystery Tour. That's what we're all about. That's cool. I hope that uh, this week my sound is better. I. It sounds better I already. I trending well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm trending well. I double-checked the mic settings and uh, caught all kinds of hell from it from like everybody who I'm friends with on the Chair Shot Radio Network. It was it was pretty funny. We're all audio snobs, Pat. You know that. I know. And as you, we were talking about this off air before we got kicking off uh, today, that uh, this is supposed to be a hobby. And yet we're all like paying way more attention. Like I'm like, what's my readouts? What's going on? I hope I did. I hit did I hit play and pause and stop at the right time on the music and all of that. So, you know, and all all kidding aside, I mean that there are so many podcasts out there with absolutely atrocious audio quality. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? What are you using that? Are you recording this in in literally in a vacuum tube or something? What the hell are you doing? So it it does matter. I mean, it's a lot easier on people's ear earlobes and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I I hope that, like I said, I hope that I don't sound too loud now. I hope I didn't overcorrect Uh, that. That's been a thing in the past as well. But last week, we started previewing the NHL. I think there's a couple of sports topics I'd like to talk about today, if you don't mind. I feel like we need we need to wrap up the NHL preview. We've got two divisions uh, out on the quote-unquote West uh, to, to talk about, though, That's when you look right, at this. Friend, Florida's out West. <laughs> well, they're Central. Yes, Central. Central. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then there's the quote-unquote West where the, you know, St. Louis – is considered the West. I figure we do that. We'll give our Stanley Cup picks uh, as to who we think is gonna who who we think is gonna lift the cup this year, and then we would be remiss to talk sports and not talk about the passing of Tommy Lasorda, Hall of Fame manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers and an icon amongst that company. So I think that's gonna be the plan today. And don't think I'm letting you out of here without a chance to drag your love your Bears through the mud. For their playoff game this weekend, yeah, they're trash. They've lost. It's awful. It's still, no, no. still in the playoffs, just like my team is. Right. 
Uh, anyway, we are the sad. We do have the saddest playoff. Like the, the fact that those two teams made it into the playoffs is sad. So um, we'll 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 roll with that. Uh, for those of you who haven't figured out yet, yeah, we're recording this a little bit early. Uh, schedules being what they were, uh, we we could not record in time to give our thoughts on the actual results. So we don't know the results. So as you hear us talk about the Washington Football Team and the Chicago Bears. Oh, we're going to own. Dave and I have no idea, but we're assuming they lost. Yeah, I'm going to guess that Tampa is not going to tank like the Eagles may or may not have done over the weekend. But, uh, I, you know, I mean, that that game to me, it is <laughs> if if that Washington defense can put some pressure on Brady and keep him off his game a little bit. You know, if if we had any kind of offense, I'd say we had a chance. But, you know, I mean, unless they're going to win three nothing, then probably right. not going to happen. And and you guys. Yeah. I mean, what do you the Bears are playing the Saints? The Saints are 10 point dogs. Yeah. And I think that's generous. Uh, I, I think this. I as I was informed by Greg, as I was talking about my picks uh, and I admit that I'm not a gambler. And therefore have no concept of spreads. Even I'm looking at this and it's like the Saints are favored by 10. The Saints are going to cover the spread. I don't think it's, I think you, you saw what's going to happen to the Bears uh, this week after watching them get dismantled by a depleted Green Bay Packer team. And, and, so. and what's concerning about that was that it's not like the Bears didn't try because they tried their ass off to compete. Yeah, and they, they just, had something. Before. And they just couldn't. And, and that's. And that's where, you know, you kind of look at it and say, well, what are you going to do against New Orleans? You know, so I I expect both I more teams to go down in flames. And, and it's, you know, there will not I can't see a beast mode happening in, in the Washington game. At least they're going to be they're still playing in D.C., which that's a whole nother story with everything that's happened there this week. Right, right, right. Uh, and I and I we're going to intentionally avoid the, the politics Please. conversation. I just I just can't do it. I, uh, you know, when we talked about doing a recording on, or I had thought we were possibly even recording this as early as Wednesday. And then I was just like, I, I don't have it in me. Like just didn't have it in me after what was going on there. Right. So, and, and like we did the nerd review that night and you put it in your, in your post that all this stuff going on in DC and I was the same way, man. It's like, God, I don't know about sitting down and writing this stuff after what I just witnessed in my hometown, no less. Right. Um, so that was a rough one, but yeah, we can we can kind of steer clear of all that. Uh, what a mess! Yeah, we're gonna talk hockey. Let's let's get right back to it. Now, the nice thing about this is that we kind of laid out how the NHL schedule is gonna go this season, starting uh, later this week. Later this week, this week, you know, when this drops on Sunday, this is this is this week. So Wednesday, right? Wednesday, yeah, the thirteenth. Yeah. I think the thirteenth when it was is when games start. So. We broke down last week. We broke down the East and we broke down the Canada. I'm sorry, North divisions, kind of the quote unquote East division. We're going to break down the Central division in the West and eventually get to my St. Louis Blues. But let's start with the Central and what I think is the biggest crime against humanity in these redone divisions. And that is the fact that the Chicago Blackhawks are in the Central and the St. Louis Blues are in the West, which means that my Blues. Don't get to play my old man's, my father's old man O'Dowd's Blackhawks. 
and I don't get to razz him eight to 10 times a year as I think my blues are still far better than them. Uh, this central division is the weirdest of the divisions, honestly, because you've got Carolina because Carolina screams central Chicago, Columbus. Okay. Dallas. Why is anyway, Detroit, Florida, the Florida Panthers, the Miami the Panthers. Yeah. Is, are they called the Miami Panthers? No, now? they're still Florida, but they they should be Miami. Oh. The Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dave, make sense of the, the 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 idea that we have Dallas, Florida, and Tampa Bay in the Central Division. Uh, I really can't. <laughs> it's certainly not geographically. It's it's like the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. It's like, wait, how are you guys in the NFC East? But it's just tradition. It, it to me, it's fascinating that we've got the two Stanley Cup finalists are now going to be in the same division this year uh, mm-hmm. with Dallas and Tampa going at each other. And and I mean, just looking at the lineup and thinking, you got to think that Dallas actually benefits the most out of this realignment because you get them out of the division they were in, which is a difficult division Bear of a division and yeah when put, we get to we get to the west yeah almost anybody can win the whole freaking thing right and and the central is now i mean there's good teams there no doubt about it but i'm just looking at it thinking well yeah i mean with with tampa's got some injury problems that they got to deal with yep. as far and then they lose kucherov for the year or at least the regular season or something i i think he's gone for the regular season um and, you know, from my standpoint, I still remember Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa-Washington Eastern Conference Finals as the Invisible Man, and that was fine. But I recognize what a contributor he is, and he was a big impact in the playoffs last year. If he's really gone for the regular season, and man, Tampa's got some some problems. Um, you know, I mean, Carolina, bunch of jerks. I can't stand those guys. I'm going to be not disappointed to not see them this year. I mean... It just seems to me like the the door is left really wide open for Dallas to kind of build the momentum that they got from that unexpected cup run a year ago and really cement themselves as the team to beat out in the central if Tampa Bay's dealing with the injury problems that I think they are. Yeah, that I I think you're I think you're onto something there. Columbus is kind of sneaky good. And I wouldn't completely discount this is gonna sound crazy. I'm going to own that this sounds a little crazy. I wouldn't discount the Chicago Blackhawks. They showed a lot towards the end of the season last year, made a little run, and and sort of honestly last season before the stoppage happened and kind of derailed things, reminded me of the Blues a little bit. Like, cause they were, they weren't very good. They weren't very good then uh, for, for a good first half of the season. And they just kind of came on and were this team that was surprisingly together. Uh, coming into the end. And, and I mean, of course it didn't work out for them, but they give Stevie be good. The other team that always, for some reason, and maybe it's just because my blues played them all the time and always played them terribly. I always get scared of Nashville. Uh, they skate so fast. I, I grew to not just dislike PK Subban, like grew to hate, like I hate him because he's not on my team, but I hated him with Nashville. Yeah. Hated I mean- him. There, the division's really wide open. Uh, most of the teams, with the right. probable exception of Detroit, have a legitimate. Yeah, Detroit's not. They all have a legitimate shot. Florida is one of those teams 
that seems on the verge of maybe breaking through. You know, they got Bobrovsky, they got Bobrovsky a year ago. Um, he was doing right. pretty well. They, I think they made the play, the expanded playoffs, uh, didn't do much in the expanded playoffs. Like you're talking about the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks took out Edmonton in the playoffs last year and unexpectedly. And, and they, they showed a lot of but fight against Vegas. They, they weren't. They weren't even supposed to make it. Like, right. They just weren't supposed to and, be there. They were like Montreal. Like we talked about Montreal last right. week. Same thing. And and they played with Vegas. They played Vegas really tough. And they lost yeah. in five games, but they played them really tough. So yeah, yeah they I, were they were really good games. It was just you talk about puck luck a lot in the playoffs, and the puck luck really went for Vegas in that second round matchup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Tampa is going to be really good again. I mean, they've got way too much talent. That they're going to be right there with the. I, I'm not too worried about them making the playoffs. Um, it's just um, what's their what's their injury status going to be like, and how how will that impact them? Going to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. No, I hear you there. So, sounds like you're leaning towards the Dallas Stars as your pick out of the Central. Is that is that accurate? I would go with Dallas right now. And I and I'm going to go the opposite direction. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to stay hurt forever. Um, granted, it's a shorter season, 56, but they're too good. Like you said, they're so talented. And if they can get healthy, if they can make the playoffs and be healthy for the playoffs. Then, as we talked about last week, the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's all about being hot at the right time, and they have all the talent to do it and to do it all over again. So I will I will say the the Tampa Bay Lightning out of the Central. But now let's go to the Beast Division. In my opinion, I think this is the hardest division out of the four. You know, and if I was if I was that meme with the guy sitting at the table, it would it would be the the NHL quote unquote West is the hardest division in hockey. Changed my mind. Yeah, you're. I mean, looking at it, I mean, really, it's what the Kings and the Sharks are the teams you look at. Say, yeah, they may be on the in Anaheim. The California teams are the teams on the outside looking in, but the rest of that division is nasty. But even but even those three teams you just named, the Kings and the Sharks and Anaheim, out of those three, all three of them are, have been playoff players the last few years. So, like, you can't even completely dis- discount them. Like, I hate playing the Los Angeles Kings as a Blues fan, uh, which, again, makes no goddamn sense. Dallas is in the Central. St. Louis is in the West. Like, show me a map and tell me how that makes sense. But okay. I don't know. Uh, literally, I don't know who to pick. I'll, I'll tell you who I love out of this division. And I thought I actually thought they were going to be the team to go to the finals and have a chance at the cup last year. And that's the Colorado Avalanche. That's, that's not, my not, pick too. Not only because they're really, really good. They're still so young. In, in a sense. And I had an up close and personal seat for one of their young defensemen, Kel McCarr. That dude, I, he played for the University of Massachusetts, where I work, um, and led that team to a national championship game. They, they were a national runner-up team. And he's the goods. I, he was so good that the, the day that the Frozen Four ended and Massachusetts was knocked out, that – like the next day or maybe even that night, it was already up. Congrats to Kale McCarr. He's going to join the Colorado Avalanche for their playoff roster and was playing with them on their ice during the playoffs. And that last year with the year under his belt, that guy is something special. You're going to be hearing his name for a long, long time. And you just, you name it, they're, they're all, it is a young team in Colorado. 
it's a lot of good contracts that are locked up. There's not a lot of problems there. And maybe outside of Vegas, because I don't really know too much about what they've lost, they haven't really they like a lot of the other teams in this West Division, while still really, really good, lost something. You know, and I and I'll speak to the Blues in particular, which I think will still be a playoff team, but they're about a, two notches below the Stanley Cup championship team that that one that hoisted the cup two years ago. They've lost Alex Petrangelo. They lost Alexander Steen. They, you know, they added Tory Krug and that, and that should be a good addition, but they're just, and, and you still have, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko. So they're still dangerous and they're still a playoff caliber team. Jordan Bennington is still a hell of a goalie, but they're, they're just not there the way they were two years ago. Yeah, I mean, Vegas is, you know, it's it's so funny. Vegas has been in the league for, what, three years now? And expectations with them are just like, you just expect them to compete for the Cup every year. We I, we got to talk about this maybe on a later Chair Shot Radio one day when we can't think of it. The expansion rules and expansion drafting for the NHL are ridiculous, and we're going to see it again when the Seattle team comes along because as a franchise, you only get to protect like two players and so you have to sacrifice so much talent to go to these other to, to these expansion teams. So Vegas just kicked it off and they added Petrangelo. Like they're the ones who got Alex Petrangelo. So not only did my team lose them, we now have to play against him ten times or eight times or whatever it is. Yeah, like like, like the caps gross. like the caps was Zidane Chara and other But I mean Vegas is like when you look at that 2018 team and who they got it, they, you know, you look at who, the people that they picked. I was like, okay, decent players. Nobody really stood out, but it's all about chemistry, and that team just gelled so well. And, and they're still, you know, I think, I think blowing that three to one lead to San Jose in 2019 really kind of damaged them. They, they couldn't get there this last year, and and it seemed like I think what Dallas took them out. Um, you yep. know, they're still obviously a really, really, really dangerous team. Uh, I love Colorado. Like everything you said, Nathan McKinnon. They're so young. They have not reached their max potential yet. They're probably a couple years away from. I mean, if they can break through, they could run off a couple, two or three cups potentially. I mean, it's so hard to repeat in hockey. The Penguins are the only team in twenty years to do it, which makes me sick. Um, Minnesota. But what I what I could see though, legitimately, is like a Detroit Red Wings in the nineties yeah. sort of run, early nineties, like when they were just dominant. They didn't win the cup every year. But they were always there. They've got that nucleus. And and, and Minnesota's yeah. another team that I keep an eye on just because I don't think they're going to win the division. But they're always dangerous. And they, they always seem to be in the mix of something. So I, I'm with you. I think, you know, and, and you can't discount Arizona. Arizona really was very good last year, surprisingly so. Uh, another team that's kind of young and up and coming maybe a couple years away from their max potential, but they're dangerous as hell. So, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, any of these California teams could suddenly rise to the forefront. Short season, all divi- all interdivisional. I mean, whatever's going on out in California with, with you know, if, if everybody survives this fucking thing going on. But, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Intense. Yeah. But I, so I, we, I, I'm with about you. San, we didn't even talk about San Jose. Like, that's what's funny is, like, this is how stacked this is, is that – like they're just another and they're not they're not like a gonna blow you away like oh my god this team is ridiculous they're just solid they're solid all the way through they're another team that when i watch them 
they're fast. They got good speed. And sometimes when you watch them play other teams, you wonder if the other team's even on the ice. Yeah, the Sharks are, um, I mean, last year seemed to be a bit of an anomaly. You know, why are they, I mean, I still remember that game against the Capitals that they were up like two goals with one minute to go and they ended up losing in overtime. I mean, that, that yeah, stuff shouldn't it's, happen. It's so crazy. But, um, and that's so one of the most deflating feelings in the world too right like you're in there i I turned the game off and like yeah this is over and then started getting all these weird updates but yeah the sharks i mean the west is the group of death you know to use world cup parlance that the west seems like the group of death that and the east isn't going to be much better to be honest with you but I, I got to tell you, and the thing that stinks about these divisions and the way that they're doing the playoffs is that because they're going to beat each other so, up so much, like I love that hockey's point systems gives you credit for things like ties and overtime. Because if we were to play this straight up, a lot of the West and a lot of the East probably plays itself up, plays itself out of the playoffs just because they're all killing each other. And you got a couple of what we would say are weaker divisions where you can puff a record up but yeah you could just see like a team in a weaker division kind of pad it up a little bit if you especially if that cream sort of separates and rise to the top and you just don't know who who's actually going to make it out of that right well let me ask you this because one of the complaints about the nhl the past few years has been the so-called three-point game where you get down the last few minutes it's tied in the third period teams back off they say well we're each going to play for a point Somebody's going to get two. Somebody's going to get one. I I don't know if that works so well in this all divisional shortened season where yeah you've almost got to go for the win because it's like I got to get the win and I've got to deny you that point because it's too short of a season and I don't want to get into tiebreakers and all that stuff. So it, it could add a level of drama this year that we perhaps haven't seen before. Right. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm going to actually pull you back to your own words from earlier in the uh, or in the last week. You mentioned it. These games feel more important because the season is shorter, and I think that's going to play out. Yeah, and and it's you know it's it's not like where so many teams make the playoffs and and so few don't. This year, it's like you know four of you guys are going to go on in this in, into the playoffs and, and that's it so basically half the division goes the other half stays at home which really hasn't been the case in in some of these other divisions with the uh you know the wild card teams and that sort of thing yeah exactly right so dave ungar stanley cup who's hoisting the cup wow nothing like putting me on the spot you know Everything we've talked about. I'm just afraid you're going to steal mine. <laughs> I mean, I, just looking at it, thinking everything we've talked about, what these teams are going to have to go through to get to the Stanley Cup and to, and to lift that thing. You know, right now, Pat, I, I'm going to go with Colorado. I'm going to take the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. And, and if it's not them, I would probably say Dallas would be a close second simply because I think Dallas's road might be a tad bit easier. That Central Division's not as nasty as the West. I don't think whoever comes out of the Eastern Division has a good shot because they're going to beat the hell out of each other. I mean, those are those are hardcore ingrained rivalries with all of those teams. They all have a bone to pick with each other, and the Canadian teams are probably the same way. So I'm looking at this thinking Colorado's got the most raw talent. I I'm going with them to to hoist the cup in what is it, June, July, somewhere in there. If if we get there, bold prediction time, Dave. You ready? 
your 2021 Stanley Cup champions, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the drought ends, Canada gets a Stanley Cup. You just made you heard a it lot here of people happy, Pat. Bold prediction. I think this is the year they've been so close so many times. This sounds like the perfect year to do it. Go Leafs, unless you're playing my blues, then fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah. Tony's going to listen to saying, our listenership in Toronto just went through the roof this week. <laughs> Hell yeah, it did. They, you're welcome, Toronto. All right, so there you have it, folks. There you have it, our fellow Chair Shot listeners, Dave and Patrick's NHL preview and our Stanley Cup winners. For Dave picking the Colorado Avalanche, myself picking the Toronto Maple Leafs, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, uh, pay the bills, so to speak, and then come back and share some memories of the great Tommy Lasorda. You are listening to Chair Shot Radio, a part of the Chair Shot Network on thechairshot.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, we are back. Dave, were you worried about me there? <laughs> it's nothing I want to talk about on the air. Just it, it's just something no, it's something funny that happened on my end, but that's okay. Huh. Yeah. All righty. 
Well, before we head out, before we wrap up this week's edition of Chair Shot or this Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio, we did want to take a moment to recognize one of the great icons in Major League Baseball as this past uh, Friday, Tommy Lasorda, famed manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, longtime member of that um that team, that franchise, um, dating back to the 40s when they were in Brooklyn, uh, passed away, died of a heart attack, had been in the hospital, had just been released, uh, and died, at, uh, I think it was like 91, uh, 91, 92, I, somewhere I in there. 90, so, 93. Oh, 93. So I was a lot. So let's, let's be clear here. Tommy Lasorda lived a long, fruitful, wonderful life. And I got to tell you, my biggest memory of Tommy Lasorda is him running out of the dugout during the 1988 World Series after Kirk Gibson hits that home run. And he kind of ran like a duck. Like, kind of run out there with his arms over the air, kind of waddled out of the thing. And it's one of the most iconic... I mean, it's it's the iconic home run of the World Series, in my opinion. Kirk Gibson's one, basically one-armed home run. Yeah, that one in... That one and Joe Carter, I think, are the two that really stand out to me as the. the Joe Carter's was a walk off, too, right? right? Like in one World Series. It was a walk off in World Series. Right, right. And, and, so I mean, that, that is always special. I mean, I just the, the announcement touch them all, Joe, you'll never hit a bigger home run. But before that, yeah, Gibson <laughs> basically one arm, all upper body, just launching that thing into Chavez Ravine and that place going crazy. You know, I, didn't, I didn't live out here then. I was still back back in uh, D.C. when that happened. But I still remember that that moment uh, stands out so prominently. You know, and there were so many good Dodger teams back. It's similar, you know, ironically similar to today. Teams that couldn't break through. The Yankees were the bane of Tommy Lasorda's existence. And then I think, uh, you know, they kind of they got that one and that strikes shortened year. But what a tremendous manager. I mean, you know, to keep that team as prominent and as great as they were, and the job he did in 88, you know, with Oral Hershiser and, and, and those guys who just upset the Mets who were supposedly just unbeatable and upset the... Oh, God, the Mets were ridiculous in the 80s. Yeah. And the A's, too. I mean, and, and you know, for Gibson yep. to hit that home run off of one of the all-time great closers, Dennis Eckersley. Dennis uh, Eckersley. Jeez, man, what a, what a great moment. Yeah, he's, he's obviously very iconic and, and well-beloved in the Los Angeles area. Uh, you know, Dodger fans put him on a different pedestal altogether. So yeah, he'll he will definitely be missed. But like you're saying, '93 he had led a very good life, a very productive life. He was one of the best of all time. I mean, if you look at Dodger managers, I would say number one. I don't know anybody else who's going to be looked at as a more successful, more popular Dodgers manager than Tommy Lasorda. Right. Yeah, his playing career was fine, but. He, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer because of his management career. Uh, I had to laugh. My uh, one of my friends, I you know, did, I do what anytime somebody famous passes, I basically say happy trails, whatever. And I put it on Twitter and I put it on Facebook. So I say happy trails, Tommy Lasorda. And my uh, my friend Matt on Facebook is like, I don't know much about him. I just loved his baseball game that they that he had for I think it was like Sega or Nintendo. He was like, when you hit a home run out of the ballpark in the Tommy Lasorda baseball game, you bro- you always broke a windshield of a car in the parking lot. And I was like, hey, if that's if that's what it takes, then then great. But yeah, great great manager, wonderful wonderful man. 
I don't know that anybody ever had a bad thing to say about Tommy Lasorda. So we're definitely not going to be the first. Happy trails, Tommy. Indeed. Happy trails. Rest in power. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, another All 2021, not exactly off to a great start. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if time is a flat circle and just keeps going. No, 2021's continuation Here. of 2020. I mean, I was, I was stunned when COVID didn't just magically end in 2021, like the ball dropped and then COVID wasn't cured and I was confused. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's reality. It is. And that's going to do it for us this week on chair shot radio, sir. I think, uh, I think we did it. I think we did well. Yeah. Hockey's, uh, always a good thing to talk about. And and I'm looking forward to the games mattering next week. I, I really want to see. Yes. I want to see what my team does. I want to see how the caps are. Does Laviolette, is he able to motivate that veteran team to one more run at glory? I'm hoping. We'll see. Where there's that's there's always hope. The eternal opti- optimism of hope exists in a new season. So Dave, why don't you tell everybody real quickly where they can find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at attitude ag. That is at attitude a g g and on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. You can find me on the Twitter at wrestling realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can also check out Dave and I every Monday on the chair shot radio network or the chair shot media group, chairshot.com as we do our um, show with the Reverend Ray cash bandwagon nerds. We talk pop culture this past, uh, this past Monday, uh, we're looking at actually, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Week before we did our year in review, so yeah, lot of, lots going on. Um, always, always optimistic, and one division will be coming out soon, so that'll that'll be that'll be ramping up. And then read our nerd reviews every Thursday. Currently, it is Soul, the Disney Plus flick. So, thank you everyone for listening to the Sunday edition of the Chair Shot Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a pleasant week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.